the Stay in the Game podcast was brought to you on all major platforms using the magic of Buzzsprout. You can see our page at stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com. That's stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com. On that page, you'll also find all our social media links. But if you want to contact the show directly, our email is stayinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Once more, that's Stay in the Game Podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to the first episode of Stay in the Game with me, your host, Steve. Because this is episode one, I want to start at the beginning, but not the true beginning, the new beginning. I swear when I was writing that, I didn't think of it ahead of time. The fact that it rhymes just makes me smile, and it should be a warning to you that I will not pass up any opportunity for cheesy dad jokes or any other slapstick that happens to run through my brain as we're sitting having this chat. As always, any views and opinions expressed on this show belong to the person or persons expressing them, and, unless expressly stated, they do not reflect the official policy or position of any other author, agency, organization, employer, or company. Now, let's get to it. If you're feeling broken down, if you're feeling like you'll never be the same, join me because I'm getting back up. I'm going to stay in the game. Okay, here we are. The maiden voyage of stay in the game. Speaking of maiden voyages, makes it sound like a boat, and the reason I named it myself is because when put to a vote, my countrymen would have probably called it something like Podcast McPodface, or something equally ridiculous. This podcast has been in the back of my mind for over a year, after a good friend planted the seed, and it's taken a while, but lately I've been able to let it grow, and this is the result. And today's theme is Lower Than Rock Bottom. I hope you've had a chance to listen to my short trailer episode, but just to repeat, I have no intention of having myself or anyone else relive their trauma on this show. That being said, what results from trauma is something that I think we all need to talk about. It's human nature to try and deny that problems exist, usually because denial seems far easier than just dealing with the problem. It's a pattern that I know all too well. Denial didn't fix anything. It led me to despair, to depression, and to the brink of suicide, a place that I thought would be my rock bottom. I stepped back from that edge, but I still expertly managed to hide everything from those around me, and so I kept sinking lower. I kept denying the issues, and eventually it was overwhelming, and I found out that I couldn't function. I gained weight, I wasn't eating healthily, I wasn't sleeping, I couldn't focus, I became forgetful and distracted. Almost a year after considering taking my own life, things really started to come undone. Although I never revealed the full extent of my issues to anyone, I had spoken to people in positions of authority at my workplace and conveyed to them that I was struggling. One of those conversations even included me breaking down in tears, but uh, no help was offered and at that point I gave up hope. 
Everything hit me all at once. Everything I had built up, denied, suppressed, compartmentalized, all came flooding out and I had no idea what to do or where to turn. All I could think was that I was a million miles away from the person I convinced myself I wanted to be and I couldn't see any path back there. It's like I needed to climb Everest to get my life back but I didn't have any of the tools that I needed to do it. So slamming into my new rock bottom I started therapy. It's fair to say that my initial expectations were a little unrealistic. I thought I'd uh, lie on a couch, I'd hear some words of wisdom, get the special sauce and be back to my old self in no time, which meant being back to work, which meant being back to everything that I thought I needed to be. What I learned was that the things I had experienced had forever changed the way I would see the world and the people in it, and this was my new beginning. Learning how to manage my reactions to things, learning to recognize and adapt to my brain's need to constantly be in motion, constantly analyze, constantly threat assess. If I wasn't planning for the next fight, the next thing to go wrong, I would start to feel as though I wasn't in control. That expectation of something being around the next corner, that constant feeling of needing to be on edge, I I felt that that was a driving force for me. My next hurdle was the recommendation to try medication and I can't even begin to explain how weak and unworthy that made me feel. It was something I told myself I would never need to do but looking at the position I was in, I wanted to try anything and everything to get better. Much like therapy, I had the expectation that I would pop a pill and suddenly feel different, suddenly feel like things were making sense and that I was taking back control. Of course, that's not the case. After several conversations about it, my expectations were tempered. And when I was having a bad day, and at this point most of them were bad days, the meds might take my anxiety and depression and dial it back from an 8 or 9 to a 5 or 6. And for me, at that time, that was the difference between getting off the couch or just staying there watching reruns with a bag of Doritos. And I was quite content sitting in that destructive cycle. I was out of shape, I was the heaviest I've ever been, and that meant I was just churning in this terrible washer full of pity, shame and self-doubt. I was too out of shape and too big to work out properly. I wasn't sleeping. I was stuck in a myriad of terrible experiences, but the junk food and mindless TV numbed me just enough that I didn't have to face any of my issues because the most terrifying thing to me at this point in time was spending time inside my own head. But what happened next was a sea change. I tried a couple of alternative therapies. I had some fantastic sessions with a yoga and breath coach as well as some Reiki sessions and I also tried tapping therapy. Now, I'm a pretty logic-driven guy who doesn't really put a lot of stock in hokey-pokey things. But because they were recommended and because I was committed to treatment, I tried to go in with an open heart 
and an open mind. The result was some of the most emotionally intense uh, experiences of my life. The sense of empowerment I got from being able to dive into my own head in a controlled way and just sit in a moment or sit in a feeling and not fear it or be overwhelmed by it. I can't even describe to you how that changed my whole approach to wellness. For the first time ever, I could see how things were connected and that the mind, body and spirit were pillars that I needed to strengthen in equal measure to give myself stability and balance. As fate would have it, I met someone as this realization was happening. Someone who was better versed in the hokey pokey stuff than I was. She helped show me better habits when it came to reducing stress in my home life. She educated me on healthier eating and how to be mindful of the effect on my whole person when I would eat junk. She made me feel like I was a worthy partner and a worthy parent. After all, my biggest fear was not being my best for my kids. There have been a lot of ups and downs since I made those changes, but the highlight reel is that I've lost almost 60 pounds in weight, I'm arguably in the best shape of my life, and I have a healthy awareness of the fact that I see the world completely differently from the way I once did. Hope is something that was noticeably absent from my life, but I'm slowly letting it creep back in. I am getting much better at managing my reactions and my symptoms, but it continues to be challenging. For anyone that's seen a beautiful mind, I felt like I'm a smart guy and I should be able to John Nash my way out of it. If I know I'm nuts, why can't I just logic my way around the crazy? The truth is, that's what I thought I was doing for years when I was actually just denying that there was a problem. I thought if I tried to keep emotions out of things, it would make it easier when, in fact, they were a necessary part of the equation. They were always there. I just ignored them. Emotions are what tell us truth. Sometimes we think we're scared of the emotion when actually we're just unsettled by the truth that it tells us. Emotions don't have an agenda, so when they manifest, the best thing we can do is listen and try to realize what it is they're telling us. Figuring out priorities had one massive takeaway. You need to be selfish. Self-care and self-love are a necessity if you want to be there for other people. For the longest time, I would set my own needs aside and focus on what other people needed, but the result was that I continued my decline. If you have a fitness coach that eats junk and weighs 300 pounds, you won't want to keep going to them. They're not showing you the way and words will only get you so far. When they have to demonstrate an exercise to you and they can't complete a rep, you're going to question the effectiveness of what they're teaching you. So take time for yourself. Put yourself first. Show your loved ones and your kids that they should be the same because the result is that when you need to show up for them, you show up with all of you and you show up with the best you.
now to the part of the show where I want to focus on those nearest and dearest to me. It's not my intention to make this podcast all doom and gloom because, as I said at the start, it's about hope and connection. I just felt like I should lay out a foundation at the beginning and let everyone know where I'm coming from. So this is a segment of the show I'm going to call Good To Be Us. And just so that everyone knows, I'm hoping you will all become my nearest and dearest as the show goes on. A huge shout out goes to Corey Marks for providing the inspiration for the name of the segment, as well as the theme song that goes with it. Good to be us, and you know what? It really is. When was the last time you actually sat back and just considered who you are and what you bring to the table? If you're anything like me, there have been moments where you've given in to that self-doubt and felt like a failure. But really, what did you fail at? I'm 42 years old. I've made a positive difference in the lives of countless people. I provide a home and a life for my family. You should be able to sit back and see yourself as others do. Validation from other people is great, but you don't need it. You only think you do. Have a conversation with yourself and ask, what would people around me say about me? And be honest. A couple of environments that were extremely therapeutic for me were cycling and training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. For cycling, the repetitive motion of cranking the pedals spending hours with my heart and my legs pumping and the only sound being the wind and my own thoughts. Physical exercise greases those gears and just has a way of naturally letting thoughts and feelings flow. The Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by contrast was more intense and dynamic, continually feeling that fight or flight, learning to stay calm and engage your brain in the face of all that. It was a huge release for me. And there are so many metaphors of how things on the mat relate to the struggles in my own head. So for today, I want to go with a movie quote so that I can give you guys something to think about. If you've never seen Red Belt, it's a movie with uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. uh, And I highly recommend it. Um, It's a movie about... uh, loosely Brazilian jiu-jitsu and there's not a lot of them out there but one of the quotes in the movie that seems like it was just written for that script because I haven't seen it anywhere else um, it's a quote that really spoke to me the first time I heard it and the quote is who imposes the terms of the battle will impose the terms of the peace now there's a hundred ways to interpret this but here's my take not all battles need to be fought As soon as you set up conditions of conflict, you're throwing up roadblocks all across your way to the resolution. Let's not forget that the battles I'm talking about are inside your own head more often than not. So not letting things go, holding on to thoughts and feelings, reacting instead of responding, they all put you in a state of mind where you need to go on the offensive. And as soon as that happens, as soon as there's a push from one side, the other side always pushes back. And just to show how much of a nerd I am, I played the original Prince of Persia 
back in the day on a BBC microcomputer when I was in high school. And there's a famous level where the prince enters a room and sees a mirror image of himself. And no matter how hard you tried on that level, you could never, ever beat the mirror character in a sword fight. But as it turned out, the only way that you could progress was to put away your sword. And as soon as you did that, the mirror character did the same thing and you just walked on by him and continued on your day. So the next time you think a battle is presenting itself, just take a breath and take a beat. Truly consider if you need to engage at all or if you can just let it go. It takes practice. The first few times you do this, you're going to feel like you need to keep checking over your shoulder. You're going to feel like there's something missing. It's not going to feel natural. But once you learn to breathe through it, you're going to be left with this untapped well of energy and purpose that you can redirect to something more productive and something that is truly going to benefit you. And that's truly my hope for you in this uh, little segment because it is good to be us. It's good to know the things that we know. It's good to be able to move forward. It's good to have hope and recovery and realize that next time we can do things a better way. That wraps this first episode of Stay in the Game. Thanks for listening and please reach out with any feedback you may have or any suggestions for a particular topic or aspect you would like covered in future episodes. Go to stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com to find the links to our social media pages. You can reach out there or email directly at stayinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in the game.